Welcome everyone to the Lucha World Podcast episode number 71. I'm your host Alfredo Sparza, and this week's show is a little different than usual. Um, we actually, it's actually two parts. A um, we did Kurt and I did a did the first 50 minutes together on Tuesday, and um, at that time, you know, we recapped everything that had happened with you know the the guys who left AAA and. A little, uh, some additional news, some discussion, some heated discussion on Los Ingobernables. Um, as many of you know, Kurt is a, a, a La Mascara fan now, and I'm not. And and we both dislike Pierrot, but we all we both like Rush. So it was a it was an interesting little. Um, it actually came from a something that um, Dylan Dylan Harris and I were talking about on our our, our pre show discussions before we record on Lucha Talk. So um, this. This week's episode is basically that, and then there's a second half where I'll just update everybody on what just what's been going on since I mean really since Wednesday, it's Wednesday and Thursday have been a very very newsworthy days for Lucha Libre with a lot of news coming in coming up and um, so that's that that'll be the second half. I just I should I should give everyone a reminder because I always forget. Um, you could listen to um, the Lucha Talk podcast every week. On the MLW Radio Network. Um, also this week, I was a guest on um, the Winter Palace podcast with Mark Cole. Be sure and listen to that. We do talk about a lot of different things on both shows. There's a there's some there's some stuff where you know obviously the 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 AAA guy is leaving. It's going to be on all three shows. So, but it's there's still a lot of different stuff. Um, Dylan and I talked about the Super Astro show, and Dylan actually Dylan actually is interested in 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 the Blue Demon TV series. So um, that's on the Lucha Talk podcast, and on um, the Winter Palace podcast, a lot of a lot of CMLL talk and what's what what are they thinking? Why why do they, they do th- certain things? You know, the weird thing is, we I think um, I think Mark and I were kind of hoping the Lucha memes. Um, shows matches would have been available by that point, so we could have talked about that on that show. But no, they weren't. Um, they actually were made available um, er- early Thursday. So I'll talk about that after the after the first half of the show. Just another reminder: um, if you want to, I, I recommend everybody checking out the the, the podcast on the luchaworld.podbean.com website. Um, there's also an app um, you could download. For your phone or your tablet, we'll be adding a. You could find also find the Lucha Classica podcast there. Um, that's the first show we're putting up. There's probably going to be some like special pod um, podcast that we put up, and and the Slam and Stand, the old Slam and Stand episodes are being p- uploaded there. I, I think I w- I wanted to do that a little bit quicker, but as many of you know, since November, I've basically been handling everything on the site nowadays. So, and not to mention my other website and my job and all this other stuff so there's a little bit more more to it than just just this one website um the poster searching is insane i don't know how chris did that while he was doing all these podcasts so i I can understand i can see why he gave up on that so um took him a while to figure it out but you know i I understand it it was something it's something that's a little more difficult it's a little more time consuming for that than people really give it credit for being um, the, the, also the, for the podcast, we'll probably have a subscription service right now. I don't really know more about it. Uh, I'll, pro- I'll post the details as, as, as they go, as they come about, it's not going to be anything too expensive. There's going to be th- three different options for sure. 
because since they offer they offer three different plans, monthly, seasonal, and annual. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with all three. Pl- just come up with three different plans and make it more affordable as 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 you add more or whatever. I, I'm not I'm not really at this point. I'm just thinking about what more or less what it's gonna look like. Um, I'm just trying to figure out wh- how much how much we can possibly do because as I said, there's a lot a lot of work going on you know behind the scenes at the website. So with that, um, be sure to hope everybody enjoys this week's episode. Um, and sorry for the multiple introductions to this week's show. And, and um, well, thanks for listening again. Alfredo Esparza and Vandal Drummond, or Kurt Venereal Brown, if you like. This is going to be a very, very special edition of Lucha World, because I, who usually have the reputation of watching very little Lucha Libre in between episodes... Watched even less. I watched even less. I watched none. (laughs) There's a method behind this. Now, you know, you probably know my... Broadcasting hero is Larry King. Now, I want to be like Larry King, so I've been doing it half-assed, so I said, why am I watching a little bit of Lucha? To be Larry King, I have to know nothing about my subject and ask idiotic questions uh, all through the interview. I was hoping you would watch AAA for this week. <laughs> I'm not that much of a masochist. You're not, you're, you're I'm like, strictly a physical masochist, not a, a not a. You're not gonna you're not gonna restart watching Lucha Underground until like the season second half of the season starts in like. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If I I you see if I watch and if I watch AAA, then I'd have to sue them for for like emotional emotional dilapidation. That's what well, I you would know, have Lucha to do. Underground. It'd probably be better for you like start later again because. <laughs> You're going to be like way like you're going to forget about it by the time it starts again. So it's like, you're gonna be like, what's going on? Why is this? Why is where is Pentagon? Yeah. What happened what to happened Pentagon? To Where's King Cuerno? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he left and left, yeah. left, left a path of broken arms. Yes. And, you know, the, all, all they have yeah. is, a, is a flying Brian Cage to. Uh, well, we have a lot of news this week. There is a lot of news. And like I said, I 
have been totally, totally off the map. So I think this is going to end up being like the third or fourth podcast where I have to talk about this thing again, <laughs> which is fine. But there's a, there's always updates on what's going what's going on with AAA. Well, I have it. to I have to say I have not read any stories, but I have read headlines, and so I'm actually <laughs> excited for this. But I'm excited about this episode because. You are going to fill me and the rest of the Lucha World audience on uh, all the happenings in the past few weeks, and there have been a lot of them. Yeah, this is like, this was like, uh, I guess two weeks ago, there was the, well, Guerra de Titanes happened for AAA, their first big show, their first show of the year in, um, for 2017. Um, you know, everybody's happy, nice show, um. Garza Jr. lost to Hijo Fantasma. Um, Pentagon Jr. lost to um, Johnny Mundo, which that match was a semi-main event. They moved it up to the main event. Um, Daga came out and challenged Johnny Mundo for a title match. Everything, you know, ended all nicely that Friday night. You know, nobody was really expecting anything. Um, Saturday night, The Crash held a show in Tijuana. And what happens? A big surprise. Two masked men show up. Wait, wait, wait mask guys had a wrestling match? Well, yeah, two masked men in front of the crowd. Yeah, I, I know that's how this all sorry. Two masked men from the crowd mm-hmm. ran in, uh, one wearing a, a Kanak mask, the other one wearing a Fishman mask, which, of course, immediately makes you wonder, well, you know, it could have been Hijo de Kanak and Hijo de Fishman. And we or would it could have been, been, been completely disappointed, you know, and that was it. <laughs> or, or, or as we have seen at some wrestling shows, it could have been two crazy fans That's wearing masks. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, these guys came in and they um, they basically attacked um, Ray Horace. I think it was Ray Horace. And um, the Bestia 666 ended up getting the win. It was a, it was a tag match. Uh, these two guys came back in. Turns out, um, then everybody came out. A bunch of people came in to the ring. Uh, turns out that um, underneath the Fishman and Connect mask were Daga and Garza Jr. And from that point forward, Phoenix came out. Um, everybody's in there. Juventud Guerrero and Super Crazy were making fun of um, who, uh, Phoenix El Rey because everybody had um, a tag team partner. You know, the Hardy Boys were in there. They had um, the, the guys who were with other teams, Juvi and um, Super Crazy as the Mexican Cools, mm-hmm. the Perils, the former Perils on Mal, Garza and um, well, Daga, more than anything, Garza was wearing a T-shirt. So obviously he was there. They were implying he was a, a Peril del Mal. And while this is all going on, um, what happens through the aisle? The, there's, a, there's a motorcycle driving into the arena. And, on, and right on the passenger side, standing up, is a guy wearing a helmet, a, a motorcycle helmet. Um, the guy with the motorcycle helmet, nice, nicely dressed in a suit, mm-hmm. uh, walks into the ring. Uh, removes the helmet and it ends up being Pentagon Jr. Ah, so <laughs> so they had to, and this is something that uh, Conan. This is the old school, like the old uh, surprise yes uh, arrival of guys. Well, Pentagon <laughs> Jr. ends up um, cutting a promo talking about how um, he was there to team up with Phoenix, his brother, and they were going to be called those Lucha Brothers. Um, they actually have a lot of book. They they already have some uh, some bookings coming up where they're going to be a tag team. Um, and he also announced that he, Garza Jr., and Daga were gone from AAA and had joined the crash. And that he was no longer going to be Pentagon Jr., but Penta El Cero Miedo. Um, which, you know, it depends. Some people don't like the name. Others do. 
I kind of started off not liking it. I'm kind of more in the middle now, where it's like it doesn't. When he's when he says it, it doesn't sound as bad as um as you know somebody else saying it. <laughs> you, know, you know. Yeah, you can have your uh, <clears throat> average Joe saying it or say what a stupid sounding name. But sometimes if somebody puts the right emphasis on it or or their charisma can pull it off. I yeah, mean, that could be different. Yeah, so they had a match. They ended up being part of uh, what was originally like a, a trios match, which was the Hardys and. Um, Phoenix, I think, versus the Mexicals. Mm-hmm. They switched that over and they had it um, turn into a, like a, a five-team, uh, five-way match where the winning team would be crowned the the Crash Tag Team Champions. Yes. Um, Penta <clears throat> and Phoenix ended up winning. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening was um, Juventus Vera got upset that um, they won because they weren't uh, they weren't supposed to be on the show. So they ended up switching it over to um, uh, Conan came out and basically said, "Well, they're they're the number since they won, they're now the number one contenders. Um, how about we have um, another match for the titles, and it's the Hardys versus Juvian and um, mm-hmm. Super Crazy. So then this becomes a, a a tag match for the titles, and who's who's standing there filming it? Um, Jeremy Borash for Impact for TNA. Mm-hmm. So it's going to... The Hardys end up winning, so that's kind of like the... They're going to use that... That'll con- get their... Rep. Yeah, because they couldn't use Penta and uh, and Phoenix because they're still... Yes. Kind of technically still part of Lucha Underground. So yeah, that ended up happening. Huge news where it's like everybody's talking about what happened, why why did these guys leave? Um, they did pro- interviews afterwards talking about how they basically felt that they were um, never given the same opportunities. They felt disrespected by AAA... Um, the guy who really, um, they were asked about the Pearls of Mall name. Initially, they were like, um, we don't know what's going to happen. Because they didn't tell the guy who owns the name or who has the right to use the mm-hmm. name, um, Conde Mal, who's a friend of um, Paraguayo Jr. and the family. Um, oh, I didn't realize he owned. He doesn't own. He, he, he but he owns has the, the right. He has the trademark. He has the right through the family. Because the family has. Oh. Conan explained it later that, that the family has no interest in continuing. They don't want anything to do with Lucha Libre. Mm-hmm. So it's basically um, they gave the name, the right to use the name for to um, Condal Mall, Conan, mm-hmm. and Rey Mysterio. But um, Condal Mall is really the one that's using it more than the other two. The other two didn't really want it. You know, okay. they were like, they were like, it's 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 the families. Let's mm-hmm. not. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know, they're they're in grief. They're probably gonna want to. I think gonna... I think even if I was in wrestling, if I lost a son who I, because it sounds like Aguayo wasn't all that gung ho about his son being a wrestler. In the yeah, first you know, Aguayo like, uh, Peril Senior's not all there right now because he's he's yeah. older and he's kind of like he's already getting to that point. You know, because of all the because ru- the rumors. I don't know if this is true. Well, is Conan that, said it is it's that like, he has Alzheimer's. Or... I don't know, but he says he's he's sick. He Some sort of sick. dementia yeah, or yeah. something. That's sad. Yeah. So really uh, so uh, they weren't sure about the name at this time after that show like for a few days um they were then booked for a show the following week at arena san juan mm-hmm. which was this past um friday was it the 27th 20 that's right yeah 27th yeah they were booked for a show there um which was funny because that promotion that guy the promoter that ran that show mm-hmm. initially had triple a talent on that show triple a mm-hmm. then it switched triple a decided not to uh, work out with work and deal with this guy the promoter there so they went from triple a to x triple a uh, so it was like the main event was going to be Vipers versus Vatos Locos. Mm-hmm. So then um, this promoter decided, hey, I'm going to use these guys. So instead of the ex AAA, he used the more recent ex AAA guys. So he booked, <laughs> he basically booked, he basically booked um, AAA versus um, 
the he basically booked um, Vipers versus Penta, uh, Phoenix, Daga and Garza Jr. Uh-huh. And at that show, they were gonna they were gonna just announce whether or not they were gonna be Pearl Zamal or something or, or introduce their new name. Well, before that, I think by Wednesday they knew more or less they were gonna get the Pearl Zamal name because um, Condel Mal said he he didn't know what was going on and he had to decide what was gonna happen. Mm. Well, while that was going on in Arena San Juan, AAA was having a show in um, in another place. Um, it was a busy Friday and as usual with Lucha. Um, so there. Joe Leader was the lone um, Pearl Del Mal. So, you oh know, my lord! You know, uh, you know the decline of the Pearl Del Mal. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> See, even oh you who don't dear. really. <laughs> oh dear! Yes. Yeah. So, so Con Del Mal. Even I who do not want, does not watch AAA know no, that that's Leader, not a good yes. move. I mean, yes. <laughs> so then everybody is like Con Del Mal chose per, uh, Joe Leader and staying with AAA. It's over, like the over NWO. NWO is coming back. Look, there's yes. Virgil. Yes, Virgil alone. He's the NWO. Um, <laughs> And the other guys are in the other promotion. So um, he's he. So over there, they 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 basically figured out that that wasn't going to happen. So before that show, um, Garza Jr. is flying in from Monterey to um to Mexico City, and on his flight is Zorro. Who's, oh Lord, who's still in AAA? Mm-hmm. So then um, everybody starts asking Zorro, "Hey, are you jumping?" Because um, Garza Jr. said more surprises, mm-hmm. and so Zorro, you know, Zorro plays it off. He knows the he he's been through these rumors going back like since he first started in AAA because people always thought when he was hot in AAA they kept saying hey you should go to CMLL because you'd be a little more over there or whatever and he never did he was always very loyal with AAA so um, he, Zora plays it off like yeah maybe I will be there or whatever like, he's just, smart just staying quiet or putting the little emojis like hey little kisses and, and winky faces and whatever and so the show happens um, they debut their new um, gimmick as La, Rebe- La Rebellion the, the rebellion. Re- the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, they have shirts. They basically copied like Reservoir Dogs. The okay, the, gotcha. The, the Those guys, silhouettes, the, the suits with um, their faces on it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and a lot of it really. It's if it's rebellion, you think um, a lot. There's a lot of Star Wars um, shirts where it says "Join the Revolution." Mm-hmm. I, I think you've seen them. On, I've um, seen those. Yeah, designed by humans and all that stuff. Cheap plug right there. <laughs> uh, so and um, and if you go to Designed by Humans, one of the coolest uh, t-shirt websites. Make certain you go through the side door. Go to Lucia World first and click on the Design by Humans thumbnail. The banner. <laughs> it's a thumbnail, too. So. The banner, the thumbnail. The, thumbnail. The, <laughs> the, the, the thing that when you go click, click, yes, yes. it takes you there. Yes. Uh, so so then um, they basically have that. They're going to have their match there. But suddenly the main event changes again. <laughs> because the guys who were going to be on that, Los Vipers... Um, they basically said that they were they um they weren't get given they the, the the promoter wouldn't pay their guarantee. So Conan then on his podcast claimed that Paco Alonso had told um the, the Vipers, which I doubt. I highly doubt Paco Alonso really cared about that at that point. Mm-hmm. Paco Alonso would have cared if Conan was there. Yes. I think he would have cared of that. But um but if, the, if he wasn't there, it's like. He, I don't think he was going to be worried about the Vipers. First of all, I don't think he even knows. I don't. I think other than Ripper, he probably doesn't know. Remember any of those guys being in his promotion? So, um, um, it was really Ripper, um, Hysteria, and um, Maniaco. Maniaco's not even in, in in CMLL, so it's like, so so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, Hysteria's there off and on, off and on in trip in CML. It's not even like a, a consistent um, booking for him. Yeah, and no, you really know, I've, 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 obviously, I've never met Paco Alonso, but. I don't picture him getting all riled up over the vipers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
How long has he and AAA been opposing promotions? 24 years almost? Yeah. I, I don't picture him getting upset about the Vipers. Yes. That's now, like... now, if, now, if they, they bought one of his arenas from under his feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yes, might be... I mean, if they were used for the crash, yes. Yeah. Because he knows Conan's affiliated with that. Mm-hmm. So then, um, so then, but the real story behind that is that um, his, his co-host on his podcast heard the same story that a lot of other people heard. I, I kind of figured it was because they, what happened, you know what happens with wrestlers. And, you know, Conan says it never happened before this. But you know this happened because it happened to one of, your, one of our friends. It happens to a lot of people. They kind of get, as the show gets closer, what do they do? The up, they up the price. Yes. And it happened with a guy that, that, I mean, we're pretty, I mean, he's a pretty good guy and everything, yep. but it happened with him. So it's like, and that's what I think happened. And that's what other people have said that what happened was that they brought in these guys. These guys were bigger, hotter names. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hey, we should get paid more to work with them. And the promoter didn't see it that way, so it's like he backed out. And you well, know, Conan, Conan's one of these guys. Like, I, I, I have no problem with Conan. I like him. Uh, he's one of those guys that if you're either with him or you're against him, and if you say something that isn't that is uh, isn't agreed with on, on his side, he's going to disagree with you until you see him and you explain yourself, and then he'll yes. really understand. And it's like, I agree. I totally like, agree. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like constantly. Yeah, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So honestly, I would, I, I think and it, I think it's it's easier if you just assume it's the the money issue more than anything. For those yeah, exactly. I mean, the whole holding up for money. It, I I would bet since the beginning of professional wrestling, since the dawning of the sport when it was worked, dude. I'm I'm certain. I I would guarantee. There are stories from guys in Mexico who would do that when they would be in a hotel calling. Remember, like, Vampiro used to yes. mention that. He mentioned that once, that he did that once, where he called the promoter to, like, get more money off the guy for, for, for a booking. And, you know, wrestlers famous, famously wanting more money to drop a belt. Yes. Uh, I mean... It happens all the time. It's like, it's not... You know, it, it, it's funny because it's cause I hear so many people, you know, debate on, you know, the motivation behind jumping or staying with a promotion... And it's always the same thing. It's always money it's or money. not, or it's, not a opportunity, really. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It, it you know this isn't like <laughs> this isn't a TV show where the good guys are going to the nice promotion where it's greener on the other side. It, it it's always been a, a an adrenaline rush of a career. You're bartering for more money. You're taking a gamble, trying to hold out for more money. Yeah, yeah. The promoter's wondering, do I call his bluff? Don't I? Um, yeah, it, it happens in everything. Yeah, right? um, the guy who mentioned something interesting was Garza Jr. He was talking about after that show. They were asking, they were talking about their presentation and everything. And Garza Jr. said that AAA tried to can- get the uh, pay the promoter money mm-hmm. to um, cancel the show. And and Garza Jr. said, "I saw the the, the messages the wow. guy got. <laughs> he's like, wow. he's like he, the promoter got. So it's like he he apparently like they, he's like they they tried to pay him thousands of pesos to cancel the show. Um, and and Garza Jr. was talking about how um, it's it, it, and there's other promoters that have tried to book these guys that have actually had that issue also with mm-hmm. um with AAA. So it's like 
it's it, I tend to believe Garza Jr. more than like Conan or like somebody else. That's like, yeah, I think he's, I, he's a little more I, reliable. Yeah. Than, yeah. Uh, so he was talking about that, and he's like, he's like, you know, instead of these guys wasting their time trying to cancel or, or stop us from working, mm-hmm. why don't they use that money that they they want to stop us from working? Why don't they use that to improve their um, pay their talent more? Um, you know, get them food, get them on better travel. You know, their their travel schedule. They travel 10, 12 hours on a bus. Get them a, a flight instead of that, you know? Like, like it's it, it's easier that Give way. Give them a reason to want to be with the promotion. Yeah, yeah, you know? So it's basically been all that for the last um, the last couple of weeks where anybody that's in AAA gets asked about whether or not, what they think about it. Mm-hmm. The company line on AAA's end is like, uh, they wish them well. And they laughed. <laughs> the, they old, laughed. the old uh, personal endeavor quote. Yeah, huh? so, so they laughed because... Um, um, the first thing um, Garza Jr. and Phoenix said, and Pentagon said, they're like, they're like, you know, it's funny. They said they wished us well. It's like, yeah, they wish us so well that they try to block us from work. Elsewhere, <laughs> it's like, it's like that's not, that's not, that's not wishing. They're they're just bullshitting everybody. It's like it was lost true. in translation. They're wishing them into a well, hoping that they fall uh, thirty feet. Yeah. So it. while this is all going on, um, AAA has Guerra de Titanes loses talent, um, has more guy indie talent indie shows, so they have to fill out. Who's going to replace these guys on these shows? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you could pretty much kind of get away with it because they have the main... They, these guys, as big as they as as big a deal they are to hardcore Lucha fans, they weren't the main attraction for the AAA shows. Because mm-hmm. the AAA shows are really right now built around Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner and Junior Pagano. That's what I've noticed when I go up and down. Yeah, because it's like, oh, another match. Yeah, it, it, I see very similar main events yes, all the time. everywhere. And it's the indies and the tri- AAA shows. It, that's basically yeah. the, the, the main feud. You know, Pentagon would be thrown in as a, as a tag team or a tree. A, you know, instead of Pe- Pagano, they would have Pentagon. Well, now that's Hijo Fantasma or Tejano taking that spot. So they still have some talent up on top. But the middle part is where it's like, oh, this is really bad. Because, you know, there's a few shows <laughs> there's a few shows where they had Lady Shawnee mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mamba teaming up with Pimpinella and um, Big Mommy. There's a big difference in between those matches. So, now, um, I, I, I'm just curious. You know, we, we've known for some time that uh, a lot of the uh, guys at AAA are very we un- did a unhappy. Show, we did a show. I think we did a show back when... Um, I think there was some rumblings that somebody was gonna was upset and wanted to leave. Yes, and I think we mentioned that that we had heard from a couple of people from Lucha Underground, not the AAA guys, but the guys that are in the U.S. Yes, who said that the AAA guys were miserable <laughs> in AAA, and it's like if they could get out of it, they would find a way to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I, you know, so a lot of uh, the guys and gals who work for AAA, obviously, there's a, there is a lot of unhappiness, so to speak. Uh, What's the tone tone with the fan base? Does it still have a... It's are they drawing? A. They're still drawing. It's AAA. So people... It sounds like the fans are mainly, mainly coming to see the AAA, Lucha yeah, show the rather the show, than... Yeah. Like if Dr. Wagner left, there might be some hardcore disappointed fans, but people would say, hey, let's go see the AAA. Yeah, I, 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 that, they drew well. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, they had a TV taping, the, the show that I was telling you that... Um, that um, the same day that Arena San Juan happened, they drew well. I mean, that, that place was packed. So it's like, and, and you know, Dorian Roldan, and that's the cons- that's the thing. Like Dorian Roldan was asked about it, and he's like, he he was like, I have so he he was like very nonchalant about them leaving. Like, oh, you know, big deal. They 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 were mm-hmm. we'll, we'll survive. We've been around for a long time. Guys come and go. Um, uh, he wished them well also, but he was also trashing them. And then um, <laughs> they they kind of asked him. They asked him. Um, 
what do you um, do? You, what's the what's the talent that left AAA? What's the situation with them in Lucha Underground? And he's like, well, stay, you know, um, stay tuned. Um, you know, it's on standby. We'll 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 know next. We'll know later. Or whatever you know, like he didn't have a definitive answer. Yes. What they're situation. Although, I mean, we've seen um, Sexy Star left left triple a before she the season three started taping and she's she was pushed like <laughs> to the I think, stars yes, i think we're i think we've complained more about her since she left triple a than i than I, I, a, I honestly i probably i probably jack already, evans uh, no jack evans left that yeah I, I probably said this before but i mean i bet if you looked in mexico you could find somebody as cute a sexy star who could work a little bit better i mean if you really really yeah liked, you know sure I yeah, that's just me though. But it's like they—that's they, the person they brought. That's the person yep. they fell in love with, and that's the person they're sticking with. But you know, it's like I think it. Now that I think about, it, I think the test is going to be what happens with um because Jack Evans worked a lot of the the how those the, remember those shows that they had were those those free shows that they had over like in October. Or yes. So it's like it's interesting what's going to happen because everybody's like, oh, it's going to be fine. But it's like Dorian Roldan just moved up as the as the the guy in charge of like talent relations for Lucha Underground and that's gonna be like he doesn't have a good relationship with half his promote <laughs> half his roster. And you know it's weird because it's like he's like everybody's like, oh he's gonna do well like in, in, in the role that he's in with and I'm like I don't think he is. I go, I I think he's somebody who kinda like I think he's more of a guy who like wants like is in charge but then he wants other people to like handle the situations. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like a boss that just wants other people to handle it. Yeah, as the last call, he wants the prestige of yeah, uh, being the last call. But I don't think he really wants to be the guy handling the day to day of business. You know, and I think that's really going to be the oh that that was uh, Mike Labelle. Uh, from what I understand, is he barely even paid attention to what they were pushing? All he was doing was counting his money in the box office, yeah. like literally, like while the matches were going on. He was guarding his money. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was funny because uh, the way he was talking about it and um, how it was like, hey, you know, it's not a big deal that they're leaving. Um, the whole, it, it just seemed the timing of all this happening was so weird because um, WWE did their survey about, um, they did a survey in Mexico for um, the network and all this stuff mm -hmm. and whether or not people would be interested in a new Lucha Libre promotion being started, obviously by then, which I think was, you know, you know, it wouldn't. It, I don't know how that would yeah. turn out. Um, I think typical. You know, typical WWE fans tend to get really excited about everything WWE does, and then when it happens, it ends up being like the total a total bomb. Yeah, I've, it's I've a train learned wreck. a long time ago. Never get excited. Two hundred five live. It's, mm -hmm. You don't hear the same stuff that people were saying about. Oh, this is gonna be a great show. It's like, oh, it's kind of like shitty. You know. <laughs> you know? I like how um, um, Rob, Rob, our friend Rob Bihari. Started another you mean Viper, Rob, Viper. Rob Viper. Uh, he started a new uh, 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 Twitter account where he just posts um, G the gifs up on it, mm -hmm. and he has all these um, lucha ones, and he's posting Sombra and all this stuff. And Sombra does this really cool dive to the outside, and I'm like, well, I can't wait to see this in WWE. <laughs> and it's like, we're never going to see that in WWE. You know, it's a dive that he does where he, he jumps onto the the where he does the moonsault to the outside over the corner. I don't think we're ever going to see. It. I don't think I. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't, some of the stuff. I don't think Mascara Dura is going to do a lot of the stuff he used to do it. Uh, and it's in that and WWE. It's, no, it's no secret that in almost every other wrestling federation, so many of the wrestlers' goals are to go to WWE. And the one question I have: Do they realize that even once they get 
signed what an uphill climb it's going to be. Yeah, look at Mascar Dorada. Where, yeah. where has he been? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he signed in September. Like He was getting more opportunities in WWE when he was in, in WWE. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, Since and, he joined WWE, we haven't even really, like, he's, he's doing NXT house shows. And like, if somebody geez. if somebody was able to open the, uh, open the video vault and say, okay, this is how... Uh, this is how WWF has handled luchadores in the past 20 years. Uh, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, they were, but they were, those guys were exception. They were the exception. That's what I mean. Yeah, the exception. Yeah, I mean, look guys. at all the other ways. Yeah. And it's like a Sombra. What's Sombra doing? Everybody complains about how Sombra's lost it mm-hmm. in, in, in NXT. And I bet you anybody, anything, people are down on him right now. He goes back to the, um, CMLL. As soon as he shows up, he's back to being sober again. Mm-hmm. I would bet you anything. That'd like, be awesome. Because it's like, because it's not, it's not necessarily the wrestler. Because everybody's like, I don't know if it's the wrestler or the the promotion. Like, no, it's WWE. Don't even act like it's it's them changing the way he everything he does. It's like he's not going to do the same stuff that he did in. in oh CML. yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, I'd love it if he he and Rush and La Mascara were all together, three of the cockiest looking people in in the yeah. business. I, th- you know. And like I said, Moscow losing. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> geez. Now you killed the buzz. Oh man. Oh, you killed my buzz with Lamascara. So. <laughs> hey, hey. Ever since he dropped the mask, I like him. Yeah. He, he's he's not he's not somebody. I think that's you're not. Pushed you just up. admitted to not watching wrestling in the last, lucha in the last couple of weeks. But I've seen him since he yeah, lost his mask. Yeah, but you did not watch the. Last I do couple love. Of I do matches. love the irony that I will tell you called Lamascara. I will tell you. You watch one of the the most recent. Match, you watch a me- recent match with Piro, Rush, and La Mascara, mm-hmm. and then you will understand why uh, my co-host on Lucha Talk, Dylan Harris, and I <laughs> uh, had a debate on whether or not we would we would be okay with Rush leaving if he took La Mascara. I got to be honest. Him. As much as I love Sombra, um, and let's let's just pretend La Mascara was an even was a better wrestler. Um, they're gonna have a hard time filling Rush's shoes. For, no, I'm for saying, I'm I mean, saying, if you got rid of, if would you be okay if if if, if La Mascara and Perth were offered a chance to leave, but they had to, but they all they also had to take Rush with them? Would you be okay with that? Would it be worth it? With that one match every time that they're on mm-hmm. CML TV, if you lost the Ingobernables match. Oh, if you took Rush out of the equation? No, no. I'm saying, if you're going to get rid of, like, like say Rush gets an offer to go to, like, the crash or something like right, that. Right, right. And he says, I'm taking La Mascara and Perot. Or Rush says, I'll stay in CML, but you have to keep La Mascara and Perot with me. Wouldn't it be better to get rid of all three? I would rather get rid of all three. Interesting question. I think that match See, here, is okay, well, it's okay. Here's the where... The matches are dreadful. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Those matches are... Well, well now here's where it gets tricky because what I, what I was saying a few minutes ago, if Sombra came back... Yeah, yeah. And it no. was Rush, but the Pia Roth, add Pia Roth into the La Mascara mix, uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, that's different. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying... Because even, La... even when Sombra, La Mascara, and Rush was the Ingo Bernabalas, those mm-hmm. Ingo Bernabalas matches were horrible. Yeah, for the most part, really, it was it, well, wasn't, well, it wasn't a match that. And, and it's, it's not. I'm not saying that Love Mosker is this great, fabulous worker, but he does just have the most smart ass face. Uh, yeah, I and, think, and I and I I know he wouldn't stand as a I single hope he goes wrestler. To AAA. 
you might get your wish. I hope so. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah, I just think. He's yeah, bad. no, no, no. I don't think. I don't. In think... the ring, that guy is really bad. Like I don't. I don't. There is nothing you could tell me that would change. Oh, no, I'm, and I'm actually, I'm not trying to convince yes. you. I'm not yes. trying to convince you. I'm. I'm just saying what I. See. But what did you? Is it that like something like like if you would have to like really debate like like if Rush was like all upset and with CML and said, I'm leaving. You either keep me with my my family with you know with Pierrot and La Mascara or we're leaving and I would be like you know what I wouldn't mind because I mean I could take that spot and give it to Sansón Cuatrero and oh Forrest you know what I, I who are way better as a trio than Los Ingobernables one thing so many promoters should do is the Jerry Jarrett uh, um, ideology you know somebody becomes you know a brat somebody's holding up for money somebody's making demands Show them the door. You might yeah. kill the house for a while, and uh, I don't think them leaving would kill the house because it wouldn't. wouldn't. It wouldn't. But that. But if you're a promoter, the more you let CML, guys make. CML has bad attendance without, with or without them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, no, that's my thing. If if Rush made that kind of demand and I was the promoter, I'd say well, he's not. I'm not saying he is. I, I know he's I, not. Yeah. yeah, no. This is this is purely. This, a, is just, uh, this was just a discussion we were having off 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 air on our show because we were like. We were talking. Oh, we were talking about you liking La Mascara, and we were like, we were like, would you get rid of like if 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 Triple A offered La Mascara a deal and he said, I want to bring Los Ingo Bernables mm-hmm. with me, would it be worth it to lose um, Pierrot? Yes, 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 yes. But then Rush, and then you'd have to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. You would think about it, no, but then you would think, point. you know what? If we get rid of Pierrot, I'm all in. <laughs> like, that's like, a I very that's, good point. I no, no. <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the, the, the one where you're like Oh yeah. And and again, like I enjoy Mosker, but say if tomorrow he did leave, I would say, Oh well. Yeah, because there's other, somebody else is gonna fill in and it's yeah. like it's probably somebody's gonna be Cause, a lot cause I have to be or worse. <laughs> I have to I have to be fully transparent here as I've come so full circle. I love great workers, however. Uh and I think a lot of the really old school wrestling fans look through it. Through the past with rose-colored glasses, yeah, because yeah, they were. Well, La Mascara is really popular. I'm not even saying like exactly. I, I think that would be difficult too because he's popular, and you know that's that family is part of CMLL right now. Although it's part of AAA too, so yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, when I was a kid, there were wrestlers I liked watching, and. I didn't understand until I got a little older. Oh, they have two left feet. Yes, but there's some guys who have it, you know. Or, or and you know, there's a lot of fans that are like that. that yeah, that, that like yeah. wrestling, and they don't really think about. Oh, this guy's really bad. In and, and I think I think a lot of the really hardcore fans, and it's fine that they do this. They focus so much on, you know, in ring technique, all that kind of stuff, that sometimes they lose sight of what the casual fans looking for. And I. Uh, and so yeah, I'm not this. I'm not this huge fan of Mascara, but Ma- Maximo is a perfect example. As, yes, as a guy yes, that, absolutely, that, absolutely. Like, like smart fans, absolutely, like don't get it half the t- a lot of times with him, especially the Mexican crowd right now. The, yes, the, the the ones that are online, the Facebook guys who complain about Ma- right Maximo representing CML as a world champion, and it's like he's popular and he's actually pretty good. You know, it's not he's not horrible in the ring. Right, exactly. I think, the pro- I think the problem is that I a lot of that stuff, like if if somebody was watching 
CML, like one other programming de- department mm-hmm. guys was watching CML, they would realize, you know, the kiss, it's okay in a trios match, but in a title match, let's not do it, you know? Right. Let's not do that, you know? Let's try to make it a little, let's make you look let's a make little, it, little more serious. Give it, you kind of like what old school Mexico used to do. In do the, the kiss in the second yeah, fall. Exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe do fall. a little spot with it yeah, or something like but that. But it's like, you can't do it all the time. It's like, yeah. Yeah, so. So yeah, that's that's the that's what's been going on with uh, see it with AAA. That's and we went off of off track on that. Of course, but, we did. Um, <laughs> AAA. It was funny because they held a press conference and Dr. Wagner Jr. didn't make it to the press conference. <laughs> so then they started. Hey, is Dr. Wagner Jr. leaving? And he's like, No, I, I, I the, the flight is delayed. And he actually made it. He said he did sign the contracts. They had Psycho Clown post the picture of him holding the contract signed and everything for the mass match. <laughs> uh, for Segura, the next day said that, that wasn't that mass was that mass match was going to happen he's like dr wagner jr is going to leave before triple mania and you know it's funny because everybody's like oh that's not true and it's all this stuff it's like yeah it's possible (laughs) (laughs) anything is possible it's dr wagner jr anything's possible and then dr wagner jr said that he was going to win psycho clown's mask and then after that he was going to go after la park la park and and um atlantis and all these guys go you're not going to go after atlantis Mm, Uh, I, i think i think you've burned that bridge enough where it's oh like, yes and that that last time was the one where i think it's pretty much i think he's pretty much and it. he's one of those i i don't really have any sympathy for promoters mm-hmm. as hey let's give him another chance because there's some wrestlers who, who just yeah, he's one like he's a perfect example of everything that conan said didn't happen in the past like he still did it absolutely and he does it now it's like it's it's always been like that with him um yeah so then um they held the press round they did set that um of course they talked about those guys um yeah, you know, it's now right now everybody's kind of debating what's going to happen with AAA. Are they going are they going to add talent? Are they mm-hmm. going to lose talent? What's going to happen with Lucha Underground? Um Conan on his podcast said um, Lucha Underground was going to sell the show to um Netflix, Netflix. and all yeah. that stuff. And um right away Court Bauer uh, from MLW said that that wasn't true that mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is get a deal with Netflix. They're still keeping the show. It's going to be on El Rey, he's like, but it's it's going to be on Netflix. But it's so funny because now you have Conan and Corbett are kind of in separate, interesting separate um, camps. Oh, they were best buddies, and they—I think they still are. But there's this little bit of a separation because mm-hmm. Corbett has some some type of relationship with Dorian Roldan, right? Where it's amicable business wise. So it's like it's like because I mean, Court said that, but at the same time, he did say there were also some issues that he noticed with AAA. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it was funny because they um, his co-host. Um, see the Cubs fan actually posted the link and if not I wouldn't have listened to the show and um, he's like he's like um, the co-host is like where did you get this information uh, from for that, that Lucha Underground was gonna uh, and, and, and Court was like oh some article and like Court come on dude, <laughs> some article it, it's us translating what Conan said just say it was from Conan dude fuck <laughs> It's like it's not it's not some article. If it was some article, they didn't credit any of us that I or they didn't credit me because I was the one that was translating that stuff. But um, I just thought it was funny that you know you heard it on Conan's show. It's like he made he it was pretty obvious that it was him. Um, yeah, so everybody's trying to figure out who's gonna leave, but really who's gonna join? Who's gonna leave AAA? Um, they asked Hijo de Fantasma uh, if he was gonna still stay because he was one of the guys that was remember earlier in 2016 who was very upset. He did a he did a an interview with um, the Mas Lucha on their podcast and he was saying that um, he's like I'm going to be honest with you guys I had issues with AAA and Lucha Underground in 2016 um, I had my injury they were be- they backed me throughout my surgery they took care of me he's like 
He's like, really? They kind of made it feel, they made me feel like I was wanted. So he's like, I re, um, renegotiated my deal with Lucha Underground and AAA, mm-hmm. so I'm still with them. Um, I have no plans of leaving. And he's, he kind of like took a shot at the at the guys like, like, oh, yeah, um, um, it's also not right for you guys to leave. He was taking a lot of shots to, to these guys like, oh, I don't think it was right what they did. And who were they before they joined, before uh, they joined AAA? And I write, I write in parentheses, you know, in, in little like, like uh, parentheses. It's like, because if I write it without that, people mm-hmm. are going to say, oh, did he say that or something? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, no, it's, I said it. It's like, he's going to regret this interview at some point. Because <laughs> exactly. he regretted the one with, when, what he said about CML, even though it didn't hit him. It didn't like back, it wasn't backlash. It was mostly backlash from fans who said, you know, that's, that was a shit thing to say and all this stuff. And he kind of later said, you know, you're probably right. I was a little too hard on that stuff, uh, on them and stuff. But this one, I kind of thought, you know, you're, you're saying all this stuff. What happened last year? Well, why was the reason he wanted to leave? Um, it wasn't because he was injured at the time. He wanted to leave Triple and Lich Underground. He wanted to go to the WW Cruiserweight uh, tournament, <laughs> the Cruiserweight Classic. So it was like, he was just, he was just like, it was uh, one of those, what is that called? Uh, the changing history, uh, revisionist, revisionist history, history yeah. and uh, PI pissed inferior. Not that he's inferior as a worker, but uh, when you make a bad decision because you're pissed off, yeah. without thinking it through. Yeah, and I'm thinking know? maybe he's like, and he's getting his first. Um, I think this might be his first indie um, U.S. with a major, uh, not a major, but a more known mm-hmm. indie promotion in the U.S. for AEW. So I think he's probably going to start noticing, like, oh, I think now I see why these guys left. <laughs> but um, he's also, he's also, um, he also brought up, he made a good point. He's like, mm-hmm. these guys leaving, it, it kind of elevates everybody else to move up the card. So it's like, it's not all mm-hmm. bad. So it's like, yeah, he's going to get more exposure being, um, you know, he's one of the better wrestlers in the promotion yes. right now. So it's like, you lose these guys, he moves up. Um, who knows? Maybe he gets a little push just because he's um, he showed some loyalty. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's one of those things. And I think he also has that. I think he also realizes that he kind of what he said about CML. He pretty much closed the door on that end. I think he's probably one of those guys that they would actually like be a little harder on. I think if I was a wrestler, I would just not say. And anything. I want yeah, don't say anything. And and if you, especially if you want to keep your options open. Daga was great. Daga was like he did a bunch <clears> of areas. He's like. He's like, yeah, you know, I thank AAA for this. And he's like, but they didn't do any of that stuff that um, Garza Jr. said they did to him. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that to me. He's like, he didn't, they didn't do that to me. He's like, he's like, and I don't really want to talk about that. That's in my past. Let's talk about what's going forward. And he, Dago was like, I want to go to, um, he wants to work U.S. Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, he, wants, he wants to go to Japan. He's like, I'd really love to work for Noah. Which, we, I mean, people are like, oh, but that would be cool if, no, if Dago was in Noah because they're, they're changing. Um, I think you heard that they sold the company again, right? I had heard that. I heard something of the sort. Yeah, so apparently they changed the style. And the first match was their first show was like a, a style that was a little more different to what they were doing in the past. Oh wow, interesting. With the with the New Japan guys that they had, they were doing a lot of like. Isn't it amazing how much I know these days? Yeah, you're, you're like you're totally out of the loop. Yeah, I'm on getting my I'm getting my news on Lucha World. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, so that's going on. That was AAA. Uh, I'm curious. Um, what do you really think a guy would leave? CMLL to go to I mean I could see like but a guy who's pretty much established in CML would mm-hmm. you think they would leave to go to AAA right now I think it'd have it, to be a mid-card guy or a lower card yeah guy. I was gonna say uh, I mean if there was a great financial incentive which I don't think there is I wouldn't I, no I wouldn't leave I think it'd be if you're gonna be upset with CML and you were gonna leave you'd go to like an independent 
Well, because it sounds like... Because they're not even getting the guys, like, they're not getting Delta to commit to them. And Delta was like... I, I mean, I was going to say... Delta was like a, a pretty high card, uh, mid card guy in, in CMI. Yeah, because you're not going to get rich doing indies, but you you can make a living, can't you? I mean, indies are... Especially for the guys who are in Mexico right now. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They're, they're getting way more... There's more shows over there, too, so... Absolutely. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, so that's... I, I just think it's going to be more one of those things where... Um, Triple A is going to have to find somebody who can scout talent because right now they don't have anybody. Yeah, I think the problem not just scout talent, but like be kind of like Conan. Yes, who can like sell them on on joining the promotion. Yes, and I think I don't think Dorian has that. I don't. But think he Dorian... probably, but he probably thinks he does. Yeah, you know, I don't e- think... ego is a tricky thing when you have power. Sometimes you don't see the forest for the trees. You don't. You know, everybody else will see it, uh, but except you, and they're not going to tell you. Hey, maybe you should go about it this way because they don't want to get fired. Yeah, so you know, it's you, like just, it's, you don't you don't want to say no to the boss. You want to say what think, a great job. He's I would doing. think right now the guys that they're probably going to get are going to be guys who are in the outs with CMLL mm-hmm. that are like maybe Pastor Prime, yeah, some of the older guys, and maybe some of the lesser known guys who are looking just to be on TV for some exposure. Like I was telling, uh, I was saying on the other podcast I did, it's like it's like it wouldn't hurt. Like if you're like an unknown indie guy. You go to AAA, you're, you become known within a couple of episodes. You suffer through it. You don't mm-hmm. figure out what's going wrong until maybe a year or two or, <laughs> or in Daga's case, six years, you know, mm-hmm. or Penta where it's six years later, you figure out, hey, they're not really doing nothing with me. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, the other news from CMLL, really the big news from CMLL is that um, Dos Leyendas is coming up in March 17th and they're going to honor Viano 3. Oh, very cool. As part of the whole Atlantis Viano 3 match from yes. March 17, 2000. Uh, Viano 3 did an appearance on Informa, and he was very cheerful. Like, he was very uh, emotional. Oh, wow. Talked about how mm. what an honor it was for, for CML. And they were asking him, and it was kind of funny because he brought it up too. And, you know, we think about this being something current. If you think about it, every promotion, every single, like, Back in the day, promotions would be built from guys who felt like they were disrespected by a promotion. UWA basically became became absolutely guys felt that they weren't getting. That's how UWA became such a powerhouse. Yeah, so it's like, and he and and Viano Three was talking about that. He's like, he's like, you know, um, Arena Mexico. It's been around. Wrestlers come and go, but Arena Mexico still here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And he's like, and he was like, he was very like touched by the whole thing. He's like, that is really neat. To have left. He's like to have left and to for them to honor me. I'm, he's like I'm very touched by that. That's um, awesome. So that Lucha Memes promotion that I'm guessing you probably, own, well you probably know enough about. It. Yeah, we talked. In fact, yeah, we talked we about it on know. the last episode. I, I, I must. Well, admit, they're, they're running. They ran that show on. on I, I got to admit, my favorite part of the of Lucha Memes is just the, the title of their promotion. And alone. me tra- and me talking that about is, the promoter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um. The guy's starting to get a little more um, involved with CMLL. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to, like, I guess he's talked about possibly running a Lucha Meme show at a Nirvana Coliseo. Right. Um, Kira won the CMLL Reina International Women's Title, Junior Women's Title. So now she's kind of got a, that's the second title that comes from a CML affiliated mm-hmm. group that is going with them. Um, there's more of that going on now. So he's kind of, he's kind of starting to get more involved with that stuff. So Excellent. Yeah. Um, did you watch any of the Fantastic Mania? No, I didn't. Like I said, Damn. I've seen absolutely nothing. Horrible I don't. Thing. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen any wrestling whatsoever. There have been times where I've come on the podcast and I've watched a little, but 
I've been so. I like how you were not prepared at all for this show. Like I said, Larry King. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget when he interviewed Jesse Ventura. If you were on Lucha Talk, we'd have you just silent the entire episode. <laughs> oh no, you know me, I'd talk and it would drive everybody yes, crazy because yes. I'd be talking. But no, I'll never forget seeing Larry King interviewing Jesse Ventura, and Larry King was totally confused. Uh, he's saying something like to Jesse Ventura, "Wait, you, you were, you were the bad guy, and you, <laughs> no, no, his thing was you're the bad guy and you won." And Ventura has a slow, confused look. Goes, yeah. And Larry King very seriously says, "Oh, I thought they wanted good to win. So sometimes bad, bad beats good." And <laughs> and Ventura goes, "Yeah, but he had this look in his face like, is this guy nuts?" It's so weird because now we're so used to people like at least looking through a wiki page to like yes, know about like yes, when they interview exactly, people. It's like <laughs> it's exactly like, like you didn't even bother like looking through like a, 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 a the, the observer this week to like know more. Like, no, I'd no, I'd rather just come and say I didn't see it. I don't know yeah. about it. If I if I see something, yeah, I like to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so Fantastic Mania was good. You know, there was a lot of good matches. Um, as the train passes again, um, Dragon Lee, <laughs> Dragon Lee versus Barbara Carbonario was good. Um, Mystico and Volador Junior versus Euphoria and Ultimo Girl was really good. A tag match. Um, they did a really cool uh, Mystico doing a, a dive where Volador Jr. was standing at, at the corner. Uh-huh. And Mystico flies towards him and he tosses him over the over the corner oh, over the wow. ring post onto Oof. Euphoria for for a, a, a Huracan Rana. Sweet. That was really good. Um Rush versus Atlantis was really good. Um Atlantis bled. Really? Yeah, he bled. That like, he, I think he must have like hit like he must have got hit it hard. Was the hard yeah, way. So, yeah, so it, it was really good. Um I haven't seen the last show, which was like everybody's like that was like the better show of them all. It's like <laughs> I go, yeah, dude, but it's like three hours. Each show is three hours, and like I said, I'm listening to so many freaking podcasts on lucha in Spanish, like Podcast Boom. There's um the Mas Lucha podcast. I'm also doing Chris Zellner's portion of lucha of the lucha report, yes. which is insane. Like you've been busy. People, people don't realize what it how long it takes to look up look for posters. I think only Cubs fan that listens to this show would probably be the one. <laughs> Nodding in agreement like that is a pain in the ass searching for this. It's, it's, it's funny if if the whole kayfabe thing didn't exist forty years ago, people would have a lot easier time reporting the news about wrestling because there wasn't that much to watch. You yeah, got yeah, whatever yeah. you could find on your TV, yes, which yes. wasn't much. Yeah. So now, now there's so much. It's like you can't really talk about it. And, yes. you know, people are like, people are like, man, why are they talking about this match? It's like, oh man, well, you know. To be fair, I did watch an IWRG match mm-hmm. last week, which was fucking awesome. And Who I know was it, with? Uh, it was a it's it was called the it's called the five five um I forgot what it was, five match what is it five match fighters uh huh they've been doing this for a long time like I think the last two or three kind of like their own almost like trademark yeah style yes. match. they have five guys all going at it um, it ended up being Demonio Infernal versus Freelance. Freelance mm-hmm. is great. I, th- I think you've seen him already. Yes, and sort of his moniker is great, too. Yeah, um, Aramis and Araña de Plata and Black Dragon. Um, the guy that really impressed me was Demonio Infernal in that match. I thought he looked really good. Um, but it's just a crazy match. Your typical... This is like their old IWRG where they do crazy topes to the outside. Now, now to the outside. with five guys, is this pretty much like a three-way but a five-way? or is there? Yeah, some... pretty much a five-way okay, where everybody's yeah. like... And then there's finally a winner. Um it's funny because the, the the guy who won like they kind of had this whole confusing finish to it where um, who won because mm-hmm. Eterno ran in and like beat the shit out of one of the guys right <laughs> they started just fighting afterwards but it's it was a fun match I recommend that well, people watching that um, 
Yeah, well, I still feel the I still feel the same way about the Ingobernables match. I would be perfectly fine if if CMLL lost the Ingobernables match out of every Friday night show. I have no. I mean, I like Rush as a singles wrestler. I mean, I could even tolerate Rush and La Mascara as a tag team, but the trios matches are so bad. I would rather not watch an Ingobernables trios match ever again in my life. But sadly, I always watch CMLL, and I know I'm going to end up watching those matches again. Um, so let's get to the rest of the news. Since the since the, the since the last time we did this podcast, since Kurt Kurt and I pretty much covered all of the everything that happened the previous two weeks. But I mean, it it sure seems like the last couple of like since I think since I mean for the last several weeks, there's always uh, Wednesday and Thursday. There's always some something new coming up, um, especially on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are really um, busy lucha news days nowadays. Um, but one of the one of the big announcements was that um, Lucha Underground season three, the second half, would be starting on May thirty first. Uh, I think that I think that pretty much um, if you were worried about them coming back or if it, how late it was, I think you're I think everybody can can breathe a sigh of relief that they will be back. Um, hopefully, they'll give us the Johnny Mundo Willie Mac match first, so that way at least we can not have to like continue that. You know, I, I want to watch them have that match, but I also kind of I kind of think that they kind of like keep. It keeps going on and on, and it, now you're. They took that time off. It's kind of like I, that's kind of like what I would like them to open with more than anything else at this point. Um, some more announcements from Lucha Underground. I think the last. I think the if you guys listen to this, the first fifty minutes, I think we were kind of talking about what would happen with Lucha Underground. There, everybody's been wondering about them being on on Netflix. Court Bauer brought up that they would be on Netflix on starting on February fifteenth. And um, pretty much Netflix confer- confirmed it through their um, Twitter account. <laughs> it's been mentioned. Um, I I I, know, I saw a, an article on Yahoo earlier today, and I thought, you know, maybe that maybe this is now Yahoo announcing it. But one of the things that if you ever visit the Yahoo dot com site, you'll notice that a lot of the the articles and reports and store and and blogs that they have aren't really from Yahoo. They're actually from like other places. So it's it came from somebody that pretty much probably got it off of um court and you know er, whatever everybody else was discussing so uh, but it's it's official through the Netflix Canada Canada a Twitter account so if i guess that's good enough for us right now i mean i'm thinking it is going to happen on, on february 15th the other the other thing the other lucha underground news was that they're also on amazon instant video um but that but it's only season 2 and each episode is a dollar ninety nine, which seems a lot for, you know, Lucha Underground. I don't know. I don't know what their what the price is in, on iTunes, but you know, a dollar ninety nine. You know, it's not that bad. It, I think it. I think it's a. It, it comes. It sounds like a lot when you're paying a dollar for a for a CML show. Not that anybody wants to order that CML show, that CML Sunday show. But I think with um, CMLL and DTU and and um, Lucha Memes kind of hovering between the dollar to $5 mar- uh, mark. It kind of seems like, you know, it, it's not that bad. I, I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think I would order season two for $1.99, especially I already saw it, so I'm not that worried about it. Um, a lot of people, 
wonder what this is. This is comparable comparable to iTunes. Um, Amazon actually has another service that is more comparable to what Netflix, their model is, where it's um, Amazon Prime, where that's really where if Netflix, if Amazon had had it on Prime, it would have been, it would have probably kept them from being on Netflix. So more or less, I think it depends because there's some seasons where you could get both on there's some shows, some 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 TV series that you get on both shows, but it on both um, services. But usually, it ends up being one or the other. Same thing with Hulu. Um, so that's all pretty much for Lucha Underground right now. Um, there's still a mystery of who's going to be on. There's still a mystery of when um, the season four tapings will happen, or if there will be a season four, or who will be part of season four. Um, that's still a, a mystery right now. Um, and more AAA news, and you know, I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty much going to be a given that AAA news here is basically just going to be bad news. And you know, a lot of people are going to say, "Man, you must hate AAA because you're right. You're you're just saying a lot of bad stuff about AAA." But you know what? It's actually not me saying bad stuff about AAA because it's actually them saying it themselves and you know making themselves look bad. So it's not it's not it, I'm just reporting what's going on it's not me making this stuff up or me having an agenda against them it's just stuff that they do I mean if they did something right and you know the Lucha Underground stuff that's kind of their stuff that's they do that stuff right they might not be doing all of it themselves but you know it's it's they're a part of that but um AAA on itself does a lot of stupid shit and really um Arturo Rivera king of saying the dumbest stuff uh on his social media, he popped up recently and took a lot of shots at um, AAA. He took a lot of shots at the Crash and Elite via, you know, talk, and the guys who left AAA. Um, he basically also uh, took a shot at Garza Jr. He didn't say Garza Jr.'s name, but he pretty much implied that there was someone, one of the guys who left AAA had used a plane ticket that was paid for by AAA to travel from their hometown to, Mo- to Mexico City. And Garza Jr. immediately figured out that it was him that was that was that um, Arturo Rivera was taking a shot at. And you know, this isn't the first time Arturo Rivera has taken a shot at Garza Jr. He did a, I think it was last year when um, when Conan left and guys were starting to um, actually even before Conan left, it was when um, the leak rumors were coming up that um, that they were talking to guys and and Rivera kind of implied that Garza Jr. was one of the Stooges. And Garza Jr. was very, you know, Garza Jr. didn't really like, he just basically told him he did it. He wasn't the one doing it. And he wasn't, he, first of all, he didn't know what he was talking about and it wasn't doing it. Well, this time with the plane ticket, Garza Jr. showed him, not only did he show him his own plane ticket that he paid for, but he also showed him the the plane ticket that um, AAA had paid for. And he also made a comment that um, not only did he not use that plane ticket, um, AAA still has not paid him for his last appearance there. I don't think they will. So, um, but I don't think Garza Jr. really cares because he's gone and he's, I mean, he seems happy to be on the independent scene. You know, it, 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 there's, there's certain things that AAA is doing or like we kind of assume that they're doing to them where there's been um, a lot of guys having, there's been some cancellations and stuff like that from um, AAA talent really. And I don't know. It just, it just, it just, it's, it's a little bit of a mess right now. I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff that they're doing is just, it's going to make that, it just makes them look even worse than they already do. Um, AAA also tweeted out that um, here's some good news. People who don't think, who think all of us that do podcasts just like to 
bitch and moan about AAA. Um, here's some good news for AAA. They actually have um, they're working they're working with their sponsors, Rosh Friends and R- Record. Records, the online magazine, um, about and they're they're basically they didn't really say what it was, but um, Leo Riano on his um, on his record article mentioned that there was a possibility that AAA would be holding tryouts for new talent. Um, that's what I'm guessing it is, and they really need new talent to come in because they've been losing a lot and. They, it, I think there's a lot of people. I think there's enough wrestlers that are kind of or, or guys new to the business that are a little naive to it, that they could actually use. And you know, it, like I said, it takes a while for people for wrestlers to warm up to figure out what's going on. And I think this is this is a good way for AAA to get new talent. So because um, it's it sounds like it's going to be similar to the Ken Pinta por una Corona tournament that they had several years ago. That's the that's the tournament where they discovered I think Daga and. Um, La Magnifica and I think a couple of other wrestlers, La Magnifica kind of figured it out and didn't stick around with AAA. So, <laughs> so there's there's that. So that there's some good news with AAA. But hey, if you thought we didn't, if you if you're a fan of us having bad news about AAA, just being very vindictive and coming up with reasons to do um, silly things to annoy people, and you're a fan of that stuff, well, we have more this week because. You know, our friend, the Cubs fan, found that um, AAA had filed trademark, trademarks on the names Penta El Cero M and Phoenix El Rey. Um, two names that they that these guys never used in AAA, but AAA decided to trademark them, to red file trademarks on them. They're still being processed, so neither have been neither of them have been approved yet. Um, it's 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 a weird thing. Um, just earlier today, um, Roberto Figueroa from Llaves y Candados and Multimedios, he uh, actually mentioned that Penta El Cero M had actually trademarked, had actually registered his name already, but he registered it as Penta Cero M without a L and without the 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 zero, the number zero. It's actually the word, but um. I don't think anybody's found that. I, I, it's 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 just confusing right now what what's going on. Um, first of all, the fact that Dor- um, the the AAA promotion would do that. It, I mean, it's understandable that they they own the rights to Pentagon Junior. They own the rights to Phoenix, the 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 trademark to that. But these guys are kind of moving on. I, I think I think maybe Phoenix El Rey probably has to change his name completely just because it 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 does have Phoenix in it. So maybe it, it rather than deal with this maybe it's better for him just to change his name completely be an issue it'd be a pain in the ass for him to do that but and you know he's no it, this is the other weird thing both these guys use these names in lucha underground so it's going to be like one of those we don't know what's going on with lucha underground you know at this point they're they're causing so much like so many headache headaches do these two guys are these guys that left triple a really going to want to stick with lucha underground I mean, I think that's one of the things that's starting to build up where Dorian's kind of, I mean, I'm guessing there are people within Lucha Underground that probably want to keep him, keep both of these guys. But Dorian is really doing a lot to like just piss these guys off to the point where maybe they just don't want to deal with, with him at all. And I would, I mean, if I was Lucha Underground, I'd be worried about that, especially with Pentagon Jr. being one of your bigger, your more popular wrestlers. Um, And really, I mean, it's all, there's also Sexy Star and, who they 
Lucha, the people in Lucha Underground apparently like because she was pretty much the most pushed person in the in the promotion for season three, the first half of season three. So I would assume at some point there's going to have to be something where they're going to have to tell, um, they're going to have to figure it out what's going on with Dorian and and these guys and whether or not whether or not this is going to be an issue going for f- further. I mean, Conan compared Dorian Roldan to King Joffrey on, on Twitter earlier today, and um, and he said he had no redeeming quality qualities. I mean, you know, this is really like it's 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 a it's a very I mean the 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 change in 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 view of Dorian. I mean, it's it's amazing, but at the same time, you know, it's unexpe- It's 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 pretty much expected this was going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what the. I mean, I, I think it's going to get uglier before it gets better for these guys, because I don't see. I think I think Daga and Garza Jr. probably are, are the one are the two guys that aren't going to have these problems. Although I think it's going to be an issue if promoters are going to in the U.S. are going to want to book these guys. And still want to book Drago and Aerostar. So now you have the issue where Drago and Aerostar, the promoters that are booking Penta and all these guys, they also like to book the other um, AAA guys, Ihol Fantasma. Actually, Ihol Fantasma is booked on a show, the AW show. I think Phoenix is also booked on that. So there's that issue also. Is that going to be something that's going to continue, going to pop up as the as as the year goes on? It's going to be interesting what's going to happen with these guys. Um, and I, I kind of hope Triple H kind of calms down. Gets, I mean, for a guy who claimed he had a, he he was worried, he was too busy worried about other projects. He sure seems to be concerned about these two guys leaving and and trying to trademark their names and making their lives impossible. So, I think I think that the the public face is nothing like the like what's being shown <laughs> on 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 from every every from all the information everyone's gathering from these guys. Um, some CMLL news. Marcella now Amapola will be debuting on ROH's April first show in Orlando. Um, that show also will feature Dragon Lee and Bolador Jr. Um, very interesting that Marcella and Amapola were the two people that were picked for Ring of Honor. Um, but then again, you know, Ring of Honor they 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 brought in Mysterioso Jr. and a couple of other people that I mean really were I mean more I think Mysterioso Jr. really the most confusing one because I think he's. I mean, he's a guy who's perfect. I mean, he's 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 a guy who fits in Lucha, on lucha shows, especially and and the ones in the U.S. I I perfectly understand him being on those shows, but Ring of Honor, his style doesn't really like. I from my my recollection of Ring of Honor, I wouldn't have ever thought Mysterioso Junior would have been on that show. Ring of Honor's changed a lot, obviously. Where I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but uh, Marcela Namapola. A lot better than Mysterioso Jr. Um, I don't know if they're. I don't know if they were the right fits to add for this to bring in first for Ring of Honor. I think I would have brought in maybe Marcella and Zuxis. I think Zuxis would have been the better fit. Um, but there's also so many rumors. Although the rumors have kind of died down with Zuxis going to um, WWE lately, but you know those could always pop up again. Um, but I think she would have been a bit better fit for Ring of Honor's April first show. But you know, I think I don't think they're going to be bad. I don't. Th- I think they'll be fine on that. A little older than I think they. They. I, I'm kind of curious to see how the the reaction will be for um, for for them in Ring of Honor, especially since there's. I mean, even Dragon Lee said that the first his first appearance for Ring of Honor, the crowd wasn't as 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 familiar with him. 
So I would imagine they wouldn't be familiar at all with um, with Marcella and Amapola. The other news for um, CMLL, um, Rush, Rush was on um, CMLL Informa on Wednesday, and they asked them about. Um, first of all, La Mascara actually starts started calling um, Pierrot his 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 papa, his father. He said it's his father, uh, his adopted father now. Um, Rush, Rush, they, these guys were they they had the the first half of Informa was was horrible. I mean. We had a segment where Mr. Nebel was basically talking about spit for about 10, 15 minutes. Um, but Rush was asked about um, whether or not he would like his brothers, Dragonland Mystico, to be part of Los Ingobernables. And he kind of made the comment, he made the comment that he, he, he loves them out of the ring, but in the ring, he, 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 he felt that they could both, you know, you know, he used an expletive um, word to like say, to, to, to describe his thoughts on his two brothers in the ring. Um, that was very, um, that was very surprising, especially, I, I mean, it was very, um, a lot of cursing on this week's Informa. So I don't know what, I don't know what Julio Cesar Rivera is doing, what, was doing this week, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, a rated, um, it wasn't a G rated episode. And there were some kids in, in, in the crowd. I think at, at, there were a few points during the Mr. Niebla interview where he kind of, I think he kind of wished <laughs> he had invited him as a guest. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, the Chato 8 show from this past Sunday, January 29th. Um, four matches made their way online. Two of them were, are available as, as a VOD package via Mas Lucha on the, on the Mas Lucha YouTube channel. Um, I, I recommend it. It's only $2.99. Um, I recommend it just for the first match, really. The second match was good. I, I, I liked it. There's a couple of people. I know um, Liger Fever didn't like it, but I kind of liked I thought it was good. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. But the first match was really fun. Um, Ana Gutierrez from Fuego in the Ring actually um, live. I don't know what they call it. I think it's just Facebook Live. They, she streamed the show. Um, she streamed the Kira versus Silhouette mat, um, title match on Facebook um, she, through her through her phone, which was, I, I think some of, you know, some of the action was good, but it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to figure out if a match was good or great or what it, what it was when you're watching it through a cell phone and, you know, a lot of the action is happening on, on the on a further direction where you're not getting the action that, that what's going on. Um, it looked what, what little look I saw, it looked very good. Kira beat Silhouetta to become the CML Reina international junior champion. And I thought that was um, surprising. And I think that, that I really like that. She, I kind of hope that means that she's going to make a couple appearances in CMLL, but I'm not holding my breath for that. I hope it happens, but you know, I doubt it's going to happen. Um, the other match I watched was on a, it's a, it's available as a handheld, a, another match filmed with a phone. The only difference was um, Anna filmed it. I think she was maybe like third row, second or third row. So she was a little closer. So she, she got, she couldn't get the, the white shots. Whereas the, the Echicero Dr. Cerebro match, the guy was in the, in the, in the stands a little higher. Um, this match was fun. I actually liked it. I don't think it was as good as the Caifan Echicero match from from January 6th from Tijuana. Um, 
but this was good. Echicero has this really cool finisher, and I I just thought that I thought the the ending of the match with him doing the the two the two knee um knee strikes, the two corner knee strikes, to, and then doing his submission hold. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I I wish they would have added that to the to the lucha memes VOD package, but I'm okay with it. Just what I saw, it it was good. I could understand like if somebody watched because the Rush Raymond Rowe match was also. Uh, filmed by the same person and posted online but i think you lose a lot of that match if you only watched it as the handheld when you watch it on the vod it's closer and there's a lot more of you get more of the brawling in the crowd and 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 what they did out of the ring compared to what um the other i think the other person didn't catch that stuff because you know it's far away what are you gonna you're not gonna see the chair shots and stuff like that you know and and you know, or the guy getting punched, you know, it's not going to have the same effect. And his, also the guy's audio would go off a little bit. So I think you also lost that. Um, the Rush-Ray-Row match, I actually thought it was good. They switched it over. Um, it was initially going to be a three-fall match, but Rush, Rush wanted the match to be under U.S. rules. So since the U.S., they only have one-fall matches, he wanted it one fall. Um, I thought it was a pretty good brawl. It wasn't as good as um, as LA Park or some of the other brawls that Rush has. Never costs those guys, but you know, it it was good. I also think one the one thing that I think I think this match didn't have, um, since the crowd was strongly behind Rush, which was insane to watch because Rush is usually booed everywhere. Um, this match, he was cheered, and there was a lot of like there was more Ingobernables fans at this show. And Ray Rowe, I think that kind of cost. I think Rowe probably should have been a little more um, heelish in the match. I think he didn't do as much. I don't think he did He did enough of um, being a Rudo in the match. And I think that kind of got lost in that. And also the finish, I think when um, when Rush Pyle drove um, Ray Rowe, Ray Rowe really raised his, his head quickly. And so it, it the, the finisher didn't look as good as, as it probably should have. Because, um, cause you know, the pile driver did nothing. It, you could tell it didn't do it. Um, Rowe sold the... Sold, and not only did Rowe sell it that it hurt, but then um, Jose Manuel Guillen did a great job of um, saying that Rowe... It wasn't just the pile driver that that wore him out, but the, the kick to the, cor- the corner kick and all that stuff. So it was a buildup of all that stuff. Um, I thought he did... Jose Manuel did a great job covering up for, for the finish. Um Really, the best match on the show that I saw, hands down, and was the was the Atomicos match. Ray Horace teaming up with the Kamikazes del Ring, Alas de Acero, Aramis, and Iron Kid. Um, they actually ended up beating Jack Evans, who was teaming with Ch- the Charo Squad, made up of Astrolux, Baby Star, and Black Metal. I don't want to spoil it because I already got in trouble with Rob over spoiler spoil spoiling one of the spots <laughs> on Twitter so I don't want to do that on on this on this uh, on this podcast I recommend everybody um, um download it and watch it I mean it's only 299 it's not it's not going to if you have the money it's it's worth it um really fun match if you like dives and stuff and a lot of crazy moves this is this is something something you should um order if you don't like that stuff obviously you don't you shouldn't order it um but I thought it was great. Um, Astrolux is tiny. He made Jack Evans look like a giant. But Astrolux, I mean, Astrolux, Stukita should not be a mini. Really, if Astrolux is working with these regular size guys, Stukita should not be a mini. And really, I think this is this match should be like the match that 
CMLL should have sent one of their programming de- department guys to watch. And that programming department guy would have said, you know what? We're, we're, why do we have a minis division? Let's just have Mercurio, um, Astral, Virus, Pirotito, Stuquita, um, Electrico, a couple of the other short guys, maybe bring in some of the like freelance guys like that. And let's just make a flyweight division or a you know some smaller weight division the, you, the super flyweight division you know the whatever the super lightweight division the title that dragon lee has these guys perfectly fit they all fit in together and get rid of all the crappy minis you know why 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 keep pequeño universo pequeño nitro and pequeño violencia and all these guys shockercito's good i mean why keep all those other like those minis when you can have a, a pretty cool um you know short mexican division you know um these guys were fun um there were points where Jack Evans, I mean, the dives in this match were amazing. Um, Astrolux, Astrolux had some big balls. I mean, at one point, I think it was Iron Kid did a dive onto him. And Astrolux is like, I mean, I don't think he's even 5'3". I would be shocked if he's no taller than, than 5'1", really. And he actually, like normally, you know how you see Pierrot when a guy's going to do a dive or a tope and Pierrot like goes to the side and doesn't even catch the guy? Astrolux... Is so short, the guy overshot him, and he still tried to catch the guy. He moved further away and still tried to catch the guy. I mean, I thought that was cool. Um, a lot of great dives, like I said. Um, I definitely recommend you watch this. I thought this was probably the second best match I saw from January. Uh, I would say Echicero versus Kaifan was my favorite match that I watched in January. This would probably be my second favorite. I'm sure there's a couple of other matches I haven't seen from January that might actually join in, but I, I think this might actually be the, this might have this top definitely top Mephisto versus Volador. Uh, um, it tops. It, I don't think anything I watched from in Fantastic Amania matched this match. Um, this match, um, really, I thought Astrolux looked great. Um, the Kamikazes looked really good. These guys, I mean, as as a, as a unit, were really great. They actually put over the Charo squad at the end. I was really impressed with Baby Star Junior. Um, I want a Baby Star Junior versus Luigi uh, singles match. Someone please book this match. DTU, Lucha Means, anyone, book or an independent, book Luigi versus Baby Star Junior. I will actually pay to watch that. 99 cents, you know. CMLL d- didn't get that dollar. I still have that dollar available through my PayPal account. Baby Star Junior versus Luigi. Please do it. Anyone. Um, what else? Um, yeah, you know, I thought that was a... It had a really cool finish also, I should mention. Uh, like I said, I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Lots of dives. If you love a match with tons of dives and just a crazy match overall, I recommend this match. Um, I wish CML and AAA would have something like this on their, at least on their weekly shows. I mean, really, they have so many shows. You would think they would have like something pop up that was at this level. Um, I know Rob Rob Viper was saying that he, he wished the Kamikazes would replace would could work CML openers, but I think we both realized that would be like it would be dreadful just because CML it would be sad for us just because you know CML would force these guys not to do any dives and they book them against you know Graco Coyote Inquisidor um, who else is out if they move up to the second they'd end up wrestling Scandalo Cancerbero and um, you know, Okumura or Nitro. So it's like, 
Okumura, I think, <laughs> isn't that bad. You know, he's suddenly Okumura isn't the worst when you have all these other guys on in there. But yeah, you know, I thought that was a good match. Highly recommend. Um, you know, for they, 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 the bad news for those of you who are Wolfie fans that were hoping for the music video, they did not add that. Um, so if I next time I talk, if, if if we have Daniel Ledesma on the next episode of Lucha Talk, I will bring this up to him and tell him I'm very disappointed. You know, Dylan and I were looking forward to watching that Wolfie music video and actually giving it a you know a review <laughs> on the next Lucha Talk. So. Um, that was an under. I'm sure most of you guys did, are going to be missed that. So um, yeah, you know, watch those those matches. Um, there's a lot more going on. I'm I'm hope hopefully there's going to be some more news um, coming up for the next podcast. Um, next podcast we'll have the Lucha Classica podcast. Uh, we talked about um, La Momia, uh, Jimmy El Pulpo, and more on WCW Luchadors. A lot on Eddie Guerrero and how great he was. A lot on Rey Mysterio Jr. and how awesome he was in 1996. I think Rey Mysterio Jr. and Eddie Guerrero... I mean, you know, it's funny because we all talk about... When I hear so many of the fans nowadays are talking about how great it is to see these guys, um, Lucha Underground, or uh, one of the CML guys makes it to WWE, and we all get excited. And, you know, you look back at that era of WCW and you're like, they basically had, like, Maybe like if you if you exclude the all Japan guys of that era like Misawa, Kawada, Akiyama, and Kobashi, I mean they probably had like the ten best workers of that era. You know, with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio probably being two of the top five of that of that year in 1996. So we talk about that. It's it's a fun show. Um, we're probably gonna do a Viano Three Atlantis special as well. Um, I'm still. I'm, I think Cubs fan may have been joking about doing a Blue Demon TV series special podcast. I'm still not sure if he's if he's serious. If if he if 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 he wasn't serious, I promise we'll do that on this. On we'll do a special on, on Lucha World covering the Blue Demon TV series. Um, it's actually I think they're trying. I think Blue De- basically for those of you who haven't watched it, I think the Blue Demon TV series is basically they're trying to like cover every single. Like everything that has ever happened in wrestling, I think they want to have it within the 20 episodes. And then they're trying to add all this other stuff that happens outside of it. I, I think it's to the point where we're basically, I, I, I would guess this, this is basically nothing that happened in Blue Demon or Black Shadow or El Santos lives happened on this. It, it's more of like the, like the one other movies than anything else. But uh, it, it there are some some interest some fun moments in the in the show so we'll definitely do that um yeah so like i said lucha classica thanks again for listening to this show 